Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. Next year's gonna be better than this year. Next year's gonna be better than this. Cause New Year's Eve coming with the fresh kiss. Next year's gonna be better than this year. Next year's gonna be better than this year. Next year's gonna be better than this. Cause New Year's Eve coming with the fresh kiss. Next year's gonna be better than this. Next year's my come up. I've been lacking, but I can feel it. It's the one. All the last 365, one sucked. Like I group texted the world and dumped us. But, 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 you better watch my bounce back. I'ma be the man in here. Glass to the sky, like we trying to grab the chandelier. I like to take this opportunity and toast to me for being exactly who I'm supposed to be. Cause light is gonna do what light does. I don't wanna look back and regret who I was. Let go of the expectations and if I won, forget the tally sheet before my time's up. And I know I gotta roll with it. I'm well aware the universe doesn't know me shit. I know that all of this pain leads to growth. I think that next year's gonna be better than this. Sick of missing out, sick of the fear and doubt. I'ma get spiritual soon, living the here and now. Alone in my room, but you gon' hear me loud and clear. Let's start it at the top of the year. I want cigarette, one last sip of it, one last secret, one last little bit, one last one last sedative, one last supper with the devil and his relatives. And I was gonna change my ways I was just waiting for that day To pull myself up out of that phase Run that route and make a play So sick of sitting on the bench It's finally time to get in shape And living like a scrimmage Thinking that I get another game now No, I ain't waiting for coach Marching band I'ma throw a parade at my zone Goddamn Man in the mirror Finally got on Fucking next year The time is now to press go And I'm gone New Macklemore It's called Next Year this is going to be an anthem for the new year. Let's go. Let's toast. Say bye-bye to 2021. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. I am your host, Jared Lawrence. That was brand new, Macklemore. It's called Next Year. Let me tell you, I have been playing that song nonstop. I think I heard it like a month ago. And ever since I heard it, I'm like, this is my anthem going into the new year. It's just, it puts me in such a great mood. The vibes are positive. I think that's what we all need right now because everybody's kind of down. I mean, 2021 kicked our butt. Like, let's, let's be real. It was a tough year for pretty much everybody. I don't know many people who are going to say 2021 was like great for them. I mean, great things happened to us at different parts of the year, but overall, it was a bad year. So that new Macklemore song is called Next Year featuring Windsor. I don't know who Windsor is, but he's pretty good on the hook. I would just encourage everybody to stream it. I guess that's what you guys are doing nowadays. Nobody wants to buy music anymore. Nobody's downloading like me. I buy it. I bought that song. $1.29 on Amazon. I actually bought it. I paid for it. I own it. 
So if I don't pay my little $9.99 a month like you guys do on your streaming services, that song's gone. You don't, you can't listen to it no more. I don't have that problem because I bought the song. So shout out to me. But I just, I wanted to come on here and do like a 30-minute podcast. Um, I just want to make sure I get back and touch the mic, pause. But I just want to talk to everybody and let you guys know that I wanted to go into the new year with uh, not just momentum, but cons- consistency. So I did a podcast last week. That was about an hour. I want to do a little 30-minute one today. I don't really have any topics, so I'm just going to come and kick it. We're going to talk about whatever. Uh, recap the week, I guess. Look forward to talk about what I'm looking forward to on this New Year's Eve, what my plans are, goals going into the new year, just the thought process. Um, I've still posted on my Insta stories. I posted podcast clips last week. I know people are probably wondering, oh, why are you on there if you say you're gone till 2022? Like I said, I make my own rules. Shout out to everybody who can make their own rules. So basically, I'm not coming back officially on Instagram till March, probably end of March, late March, probably like the last week in March. So I just was like, you know what? Let me get on the gram. Um, I'll probably post the New Year's pick on Facebook just to say Happy New Year, everybody, and that I won't be back till March. But I'm a little more active in the Insta story just because I don't have as many friends on Instagram, so it's not a lot of people replying. So I don't have to, like, answer to a lot of people. Where on Facebook, everybody's going to be, like, hit me up in the, in the inbox. So a little more light with it. I'm on the gram. But I my, my whole thing was, like, if I'm not going to be back till March – I want to at least let people know what the plan is, um, what I'm doing. Let me take these headphones off because it's very hot in my house right now. So I'm just going to have to make sure to stay close to the microphone. Um, just for the, those who don't know how to do this, I usually record with headphones on just so I can hear the volume and everything. But I've been doing this long enough that I'm pretty confident recording without the headphones on. I think the, the sound will be pretty good. But yeah, like I was saying, I just want to give people a heads up on what I'm doing. Let them know that I am alive. Cause like I've been gone for a year. So some people probably haven't even heard from me in a while, but I did the Insta stories last week. I saw some views, you know, people are looking, um, I'm back doing them this week. I did a couple today and I'm going to do a lot tomorrow. Cause tomorrow's like the big day, the new year. So I might do like a day in the life tomorrow where I'm just letting people know what's going on in my life. Um, in an average day on everything, the day to day activities that I have going on tomorrow. So Look out for that if you follow me on Instagram. If you don't follow me, uh, at Beyond the Glory, that's with a T-H-A instead of a T-H-E. I'm like Little Wayne and Charlemagne. I, I like to put the, like if I'm saying the, I want it to sound like the. So I put T-H-A plus I knew I could always get that name. I got on Instagram very late, like two or three years ago, and I was still able to get that name. And I love that name. I've had that name for a long time on my other apps. It's a very symbolical, um, is that a word? I don't know, but it's just a very meaningful phrase to me. I use it for a lot of things. And then basically what beyond the glory means is once you get to know me, you're going beyond the glory. You're going beyond what you see on the surface. So I love it. I just love what it, what it stands for. And I love that name. So if you want to follow me on Instagram at beyond the glory, we can get to a couple topics though, real quick. First of all, let's just continue off where we were at last week. The Portland trailblazers still suck. Um, this NBA protocol they got with COVID, a lot of players are like having to sit out now because of the health and safety. I guess that's what it's called. I feel like I'm in health and safety and I'm going to get to that in a minute, but yeah, a lot of players are in health and safety. So they're having to sit out these games and the trailblazers got hit with it finally this week after having a week of really 
nobody having to sit out. Now, like, half our team is out and our big men are out. So, Cody Zeller's out. Nurkic is out. And this is where I got to fault the, the management. When we signed Cody Zeller in the summer, we signed him and that was it. We didn't get another backup center. So, we rolled into the season with two legit centers. And I'm just looking at our team and it's like, you know, first of all, Cody Zeller gets hurt every year and he misses about 15 to 20 games. So you know that, and then Nurkic usually gets hurt. So how this management felt comfortable going into the season with only two healthy centers was beyond me. And I, I'm actually happy that Neil O'Shea got fired because when you do stupid stuff like that, it just makes no sense. Although the, the GM we have now, Cronin, Cronin, whatever his name is, brings in a guy who's 6'9", who's not really a center, when, you know, the league is letting you bring in whoever you want now off of the G League because of the health and safety. So they're letting you add players to the teams. And this guy wants to bring in some 6'9 guy who's not really a center. So we really didn't improve that. But basically, we're playing this whole week with no center. Larry Nance Jr. is our starting center. He's like 6'7". So just to give you an idea, it's not looking good for us. I don't even know what our record is anymore. We were like 11 and 18. Well, I think we're like 11 and 20 now, maybe 11 21. It's to the point where, like, I was going to get NBA League Pass, and I decided, you know what? I'm not even wasting my money on League Pass this year because the Blazers are so bad. I can't support this, and I'm not going to – I'm not bringing negativity in my life into 2022, so I'm sorry. I might have to leave the Blazers alone for the rest of this season because it doesn't look like we're going to make the playoffs. Dame might request a trade the way this is going. I think we might just have to tank, maybe try to get a lottery pick, but it doesn't even make sense – to try to get a lottery pick because we don't need the last thing we need is to put another young guy with a veteran team that's trying to win now. So unless we're trying to get a lottery pick to trade it for something valuable, I don't see the reason in tanking. I did say before we need to trade CJ. I can still see that happening. He's he's out with a collapsed lung. Um, prayers to him. Uh, I heard he's improving. I heard the lung is healed. So hopefully he gets healthy soon. But this team is not good, man. And it's the product is really getting hard to support this season. I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a diehard fan, so I'm always going to support, but it's to the point I don't even want to watch the games. I read, I always read the recap the next day, but I'm not watching any games. I don't want to know what's going on. And then the rest of the league, it seems like everybody's out right now because it's health and safety. And you know, the NBA is like, we're not pausing the season. I talked about in the last episode, but it's just kind of wild how all these teams are pretty much playing with G League players like the Orlando Magic the other day. I didn't recognize a single player on their on their team. I think maybe Franz Wagner. That was the only guy I recognized. They had dudes from Lakeland playing. Like it's getting to the point where I feel like I can get a 10-day contract if the NBA like needs somebody because they're pretty desperate right now. So I don't even know how you get to try out, but I mean I feel like they're letting anybody play at this point. It don't even feel like NBA basketball. The Lakers are pretty bad too. Shout out to them. Not really, but they're bad. Everybody's killing Westbrook. I don't pay enough attention. But I can tell you, I never believed that the Lakers team was going to work this year just because when you put all those older players, you're not going to get the same hustle. You're not going to get the same effort. And then they don't really have any shooters. And we had Melo last year, and I can just – look, Melo's a Hall of Famer, but when you put Melo on a team, he doesn't really make them a championship team. They're more – they're going to be, like, decent, but there's so much stuff that they're going to give up defensively. I'm not sure why the Lakers felt like that was a good choice, but Westbrook – Definitely, I don't know what the hell the Lakers were thinking pairing Westbrook with LeBron, two people who need the ball in their hands, pause. But 
they could have had Buddy Hill from what I heard, and they ended up going with Russell Westbrook, which I don't know why you need a point guard when LeBron wants to bring the ball up every time. But they're going to have to reap what they sow. And when they don't make the playoffs or get knocked out in the first round, it would be because of these roster decisions they made. And Kyrie Irving is coming back too. A lot of people were talking about that. A lot of people have their opinions on it. I've talked about Kyrie so much on this podcast. You guys know I like Kyrie. I support Kyrie. Um, I've made my stance clear on COVID and where I stand with everything. But I do, like I said, I respect everybody's opinions at this point and decisions. And Kyrie knew what the uh, repercussions were, and he he accepted that. So he's allowed to play. I'm not mad at it, just like I wasn't mad when he couldn't play. Like, if the rules say you can't play or if your team says you can't play, then that's their that's their decision. But now they're getting desperate and they want him back. So I'm not mad at it either way. I'm happy to see him back on the court. I think Kyrie Irving is good for basketball just from an entertainment standpoint and the way he plays. I'm looking forward to watching that next team. I do want to see how he um, plays, I guess, with having to sit out the home games and then coming back for road games. Like, does that interfere with anything? And then the playoffs is going to be interesting because what if – the Nets get matched up with a team like the New York Knicks in the playoffs, and then Kyrie can't play at all in the series. Or you get to the finals, and he's only a part-time player. Like It's going to get real interesting when the playoffs come. I guess people are hoping that the CDC will kind of lift some of the mandates when we get closer to that, but the way Omicron's going, and they're just saying it's getting worse and worse with the COVID by the week. Um, it's not as serious, I guess. It's not having the same effect on people. Like, we're not seeing as many people in the hospitals, but a lot of people were still catching it. Even Kyrie had caught it before he came back. So I can't see New York City lifting the mandate before the playoffs or in the playoffs. So Kyrie's just going to have to roll with whatever it is right now. If they change it, good for him. But it's going to be interesting when the playoffs come and how much of an impact he's going to have. I am a Kyrie fan, so I'm happy to see him back. Popping up for Kyrie. And Nets look good right now. They look like either one or two in the East. I'm not keeping up with the Eastern Conference as much as I probably should be, but from what I'm hearing, KD has basically been carrying them, and they look good, and Harden's starting to put it together. Honestly, I haven't watched a whole lot of NBA basketball just because NFL is taking over on the weekends for me. Um, and in college football, we got the playoffs tomorrow. I guess I should <laughs> break that down a little bit and say who – give my predictions. So that's going to be part of my day. So let me just start with my plan. No, no, let's recap last weekend. So last weekend was just wild. Like, I pretty much went to Orlando Friday. I bought some Coquito from Steve and Belinda, like I said. Went to Orlando. Partied it up Friday night, man. I was out till like, 2 a.m. Saturday, right back at it. Ate dinner at my mom's house. Breakfast and dinner, like I said. Oh, man, the dinner was freaking amazing, too. Claps for my mom. Jesus. Man, that was, like, one of her best Christmas meals she's cooked. I got to give it to her. We had ham. We had we had something called uh it was like corn casserole i never had that before but um it was really good what else do we have some sweet potatoes like we had like so much food and then i made myself a to-go plate and my to-go plate was ridiculous like it didn't even fit on all one plate when I had to switch it over to the glass plate at home. Because, you know, you, wanna, you don't want to put that, that styrofoam or plastic, whatever, in the microwave. So I, I, I switched it over to a glass plate. But it didn't even all fit on that plate. And it was so much food. I made my boy Larry a to-go plate because um, he said he was hungry. 
My mom made some rum, like some type of black cake with rum in it. I didn't realize how strong it was. So I was eating it last night because I was like, I need some dessert to go with my food last night. I felt like I was a little tipsy off of that cake. I gave it to Elvis too, which probably wasn't a good idea when I went to the garage on Sunday. But she cooked. After that, I went to Kalina's, had some Coquito over there. We played uh, Monopoly, which I haven't played Monopoly in forever, but we didn't even make it around the board like three times before the game ended just because there was so much going on. Everybody had their own things going on. She she cooked some empanadas. Shout out to her. Those were good, too. And uh, Alex was there. Her homegirl, Alex. If you went to university, you know who Alex is. Um, shout out to Alex and Coquina. <laughs> I'm sorry. Kalina's uh, nephew was there. Her sister was there. And Alex's cousin was there. So it was cool. Nice little chill vibe. You know, I didn't want to do the, the go out downtown thing or the bar thing because I went hard Friday. So it was just a nice Saturday chill night. But I ended up not getting home till like three in the morning and then slept and had to wake up to go to the garage to watch football, which I didn't even make it to the garage. So like almost three o'clock. So I ain't gonna lie. Those, those two nights going hard messed me up for Sunday, but I, you know, I still enjoyed myself Sunday, had more Coquito at the garage, enjoyed my time there, hanging out with everybody. Uh, i tell you what this week though, I ain't going to be out three days in a row like that. I ain't going to be out Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Y'all going to get a good Friday night out of me. Actually, no, no. It'll be a full day Friday. Saturday, I'm not sure what it'll be, but I'll be home Saturday night. Sunday, I'm going to be home. I'm going into this new year focused, sober. Like, I'm not I'm not finna go hard again. But I like to, you know, end the year off, enjoy my time off. So that's why I went hard last week. But I'm 38. I can't do that stuff no more. I, I didn't realize how tough it was to recover, man. And then... Like, the temperature has been changing so much. So, like, in Florida, just in case you're not from here, normally it's probably in, like, the 60s, 70s around this time at most. But, like, this week, we went from last weekend, it was probably in the 70s and 60s a couple days. Then it went to the 80s this week. Then it's supposed to go back down to the 60s next week. So when the temperature changes like that, and I don't get, like, the proper sleep and rest, which I didn't get last week, it messes me up, so... I was in health and safety protocol myself to, to start the week. I don't, I'm not going to say I had COVID. It was definitely not COVID symptoms. To me, like whenever the temperature changes and stuff like that, all I do is like I get a lot of mucus buildup in me. And I've talked to Dominique before about this because she's a nurse. So I say, Dominique, like why am I getting all this mucus in me? How do I get it out? I know this might be nasty to some people, but it's life. And I'm trying to help y'all. So I forgot why she said it happens. But she did say like you're supposed to drink a lot of water try to flush it out and you're supposed to get a lot of rest. So this week I've been resting, drinking my water, drinking some orange juice. And I'm pretty much, I'm about 90%. I think tomorrow I'll be back to a hundred, but I didn't go anywhere from like Monday till today, which is Thursday. I've just pretty much been home and I work from home now. So it's great, but I had to take a sick day today just cause I didn't even have it in me. I needed to sleep till about 10 today just to make sure I was ready to go for new year's Eve weekend. So I got my rest. More water. Got my coffee from McDonald's, which shout out to McDonald's. I don't know if you guys realize this, but that McDonald's app is pretty good. I'm not an app guy. Like, I'm starting to get into them now because I have the Android phone. But I did not realize the McDonald's app, you get the 99-cent coffee on there. They had, like, a deal from, like, November to January from the for the 99-cent coffee. So I have been using that McDonald's app, like, every day going there and getting this 99-cent coffee. Because when it comes to coffee, I do think you should make it at home. But my rationalization with it is... If you can find coffee that is like a dollar 
or less, it pretty much equals what you're going to pay at home as far as buying a pack of coffee, ground coffee, whatever, plus creamer, plus half and half, whatever you put in it. Everything you buy, once you factor all that in, it probably equals to around a dollar a day you spend on a cup. So if you can find coffee somewhere for a dollar, I think it's a good deal. You shouldn't feel guilty about buying it. And like I said, that McDonald's app is really good with that. Like you go to the drive through and I mean, if you guys are kids, I'm sure you guys know how it works or if you go to McDonald's a lot, but you go to the drive through, you click on the app and then it asks, um, no, no, you sign in and it gives you your drive through number. So then when you talk to the drive through person, you tell them your drive through number is a four digit code. As soon as you do that, they have your name and everything and then you get your points. I'm sure you conspiracy theorists will tell me that they're, they're tracking me now and they're stealing my information. I don't give a fuck. The coffee was a dollar. I'm doing what I got to do. But you do that, and then they already know what your deal is, so you just tell them, like, what size coffee you want everything. And you just pull up to the window, you pay, and it's actually pretty dope. And then when you're in a restaurant, it's a barcode you can scan. I think Chick-fil-A, they all do the same thing. Wow, wow, they have a, a barcode you can scan when you're in the store. But maybe it's me. I'm late to the party, but I do like that technology improvement and it does seem like they give you better deals when you're on the app so i would encourage everybody if you go to a certain restaurant or you have a certain place you like to go to get their app because you're going to get better deals on there and you're going to get rewards you end up getting free stuff i don't know why it took me so long to learn this because i was the guy who was using like hotel points for years and getting hotel points so i don't know why i didn't start doing it on these apps probably because i had a windows phone and (laughs) there were no apps for this stuff but i'm happy i'm on it now so i would recommend that to you guys where was I at in my story? I, I tend to get sidetracked a bit. Oh, I like I said, I was in health and safety. I, I feel like I'm pretty much recovered. One more night of good rest with my air on 78 degrees or the heat. Probably the heat is going to have to be on 78 tonight because I think it will be in the 60s. So as long as I keep my house warm, I think I'll be good to go tomorrow. And the biggest thing is just getting fresh air. Because I find when you're in your house and you're like sneezing and stuffy, you're in there with all the germs. So at least like open a door or window. That's what I did today. Got some air in here. And then I went out and shot around a little bit at the basketball court just to get some fresh air. Drive with the windows down a little bit. Had a jacket on. I was trying to stay warm, but fresh air is big. It's definitely big to help you overcome whatever you're overcoming. So I feel like I'm ready to go. Um, looking forward to this New Year's too. I hope everybody has a safe, happy New Year's Eve tomorrow. Don't drink and drive. Or if you do drink, stay below that legal limit, that point, I believe it's like a 0.08. I still don't know how many um, that equates to. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to Google that while I'm here. What is Orlando's legal limit? We're going to Google that. We're going to just find out. Okay. So the legal limit in Florida is 0.08, like I did say. So now the next thing is I want to find out how many beers it takes to get to a 0.08. So according to experts, and I mean, a lot of this goes based on your weight, your alcohol tolerance. So don't take this as a fact, but just an idea of how much you guys should be drinking. And then if you want to get behind the wheels, like just to know, Hey, if you've had this much, you probably shouldn't be behind the wheel. And if you don't feel like if you feel impaired, no matter how much you drink, don't get behind the wheel. But If they have a law about what it is, I want to be fair to that number. And then, you know, based on that number, that's where you know you're at. So according to experts, they believe that it takes about three drinks. Now, it doesn't specify here. It says three drinks, uh, 
12 ounce beer. So I'm thinking maybe three 12 ounce beers, five ounce glass of wine. So maybe three. I don't know if it's three of those. Okay. Okay. They're saying, all right. So there's not general. It's saying a 12 ounce beer, a five ounce glass of wine or a shot of liquor taken within an hour for a hundred pound person to reach um, a zero, a point zero eight. And then they're also saying at a hundred and forty pounds, it takes about four drinks to reach in an hour. So that didn't really answer my question. That didn't really answer it. Um, I know personally, I'll say this. They're saying, all right, so here is this answers breath. There's a there's a website called breathalyzer.org. <laughs> I'm not sure how legit this site is, but I do want to get this information to you guys because I've been promising it for like a month. So they are saying two beers on the breathalyzer.org could get you to that limit. My question is, well, they're saying two or three, two or three, but within how much time? Because I'm the type that I drink three beers over a course of like three hours. Is that giving me a, a point zero eight? I don't think so, but I don't know. This is this is very interesting. I don't think there's a concrete answer just because everybody's bodies are different. But I would just encourage everybody to do their own research. I would say if you're doing three beers in an hour, that's probably not good. You probably don't need yeah, definitely don't drive if you're drinking three beers in an hour. Three beers in three hours. I think you're good. That's just me personally. Let's just IPA. Don't fuck with them IPAs. Because them IPAs are like 8, 8%. <laughs> IPAs about 8, 10%. Three of those, you're done regardless. But if you're doing like three yinglings like I like to do, which are about 4%, I could see that being okay in three hours. Because I'm the type, when I go out, I usually don't even drink more than three beers while I'm out. And that's the reason I like beer. Because when I drink beer, it kind of lets me know when to stop. I feel the buzz immediately, and I'm like, all right, I'm good now. And then I wait for my buzz to wear off, and I'm like, all right, I'm pretty good now. I, I can drive. But, yeah, it's, it's tough because I know a lot of people are like, don't drink and drive, don't drink, period. But we have a law that tells you, like, you can drink a certain amount. So I think it's just all about being responsible and understanding, like, your intake, which a lot of people don't. That's the problem, especially with liquor. Once you start drinking liquor, you don't really know when to stop. You don't feel it until the very end. So you drink some liquor. You probably think, oh, I'm not even buzzed. So you drink more and more. And that's why I stopped drinking liquor like that. Because liquor just sneaks up on you, man. And they, I mean, it's so true if you've never drank liquor before. But it sneaks up on you. And it all hits you at the end. So even with that Coquito last week. Like, I had like a cup or two. And I was just, I was like, I'm done for the night. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not drinking nothing else. So, this is why everybody be responsible tomorrow. Be smart. What does it say? What do they usually say? Oh, drink responsibly. And I think... I think we like I think I've talked about this before, but I really think we need to push the drink responsibly thing more than just saying drive sober because drive sober to me is not realistic. You're always going to have people out there who are going to have a drink or two and then get behind a wheel. But I think if we teach people more responsibility, I'm not sure if I talked about this on other podcasts before, but it's similar to sex. ed. like telling people just don't have sex is not reasonable. People are going to have sex. So just telling them, hey. Use a condom, use birth control, like just telling them ways they can be protected. That's what we need to do instead of just telling people don't do it, period, because that doesn't work. We've been in this world thousands of years. It doesn't work. Like 
So let's just have a, a new way of looking at things and be more understanding. And I'm also definitely understanding of people who have lost people to drunk driving. And that's why I'm saying like responsibility and also accountability, man. And I, when I thought about that Henry Ruggs situation, everybody kept talking about like him being drunk, which was a big deal. But to me, if you hit somebody going 150 something miles on a re- residential street like that and they die, whether you're drunk or not, I still think you need to be resp- held responsible and you have to you have to definitely accept the consequences. And I think it should be the same whether you're drunk or not, because there's no reason to be going that fast on that type of street. So whether you're drunk or not, I still think the penalty should be the same. So it just makes it worse that he was drunk. It looks worse. But if that was a sober person in that accident, I would say the same thing. Like they need to have the same consequences. So that one is a little different than most like DUIs where if you hit somebody going like a regular speed and you're drunk, you still need to be punished because you're over the limit. But when you're going fast like that, you need to be more punished for just the act. The drunk part, we could throw that in, but the punishment should be the punishment regardless. It shouldn't even like that shouldn't, add on to more whatever he's going to get. He should still get whatever the years were just for that, that act alone. Cause you know what you're doing when you're going that fast. I hope that makes sense to people. Cause sometimes I'll talk on here and I feel like I don't make sense. And I'll listen back and I'm like, it wasn't that bad. So I just, I'm not saying him being drunk was okay. I'm just saying the penalty for going that fast on that type of street should be like universal. Just because that's something we everybody should know better. And him being, a, I guess the alcohol impaired him. He probably wasn't thinking correctly. So that's where you could say, yeah, the alcohol was the reason like we should penalize him harder. But I don't know. I, I think that should be the same penalty regardless. And it shouldn't be like an uh, easy like get off thing. It should be prosecuted the way it's supposed to be. With all that being said, um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Like I said, I have a whole day of things planned. I'm going to get my coffee in the morning because this McDonald's 99 cent coffee thing ends, I think, January 2nd. So we get one more day of free coffee, maybe two more days. Then I'm going to meet my friend Kylene for lunch. I'm going to Mark's house to watch the playoff games, which is um, Alabama versus Cincinnati and Michigan versus Georgia. So I'll just give quick predictions for those two. I have Alabama narrowly beating Cincinnati. I really want to pick Cincinnati for the upset, but I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I don't have the balls to do it. And I'm not sure if Cincinnati has like the talent. Well, I don't want to say talent. They have talent. I don't think they have the size to beat Alabama. Alabama's just a big team, man. Cincinnati does have the best secondary in the country, though, with Kobe Bryant. Not to be confused with the late great basketball player, but it's spelled C O B Y and uh, Sauce Gardner. Two of the best corners in the country. And let me tell you how good these guys are at corner. Sauce Gardner was a, a runner-up or a finalist for the Jim Thorpe Award, which is given to the best cornerback in the country. In my mind, Sauce is the best corner in the country, but he was a runner-up for the Jim Thorpe Award. And the reason he was a runner-up is because his teammate, Kobe Bryant, won the award. So that just gives you an idea of how great that secondary is. And I'm looking forward to watching them against the great Alabama receivers. I don't even know these dudes' names, but every year Alabama has two great receivers. So I know Bryce Young is going to test them. I look forward to it, and that probably will be my, more of a fun game for me to watch than Michigan-Georgia. I feel like Michigan-Georgia is going to be a knockdown, drag-out, um, physical game. 
That one, I think I'm going to go with Michigan with the upset over Georgia. People are probably picking Georgia. I like Michigan to beat them. I think Michigan's defense is just as good as the Georgia defense. It's going to come down to who has the better offense. They both have decent offenses. Michigan's run game is really good. Georgia, their problem is the quarterback. A lot of people still don't believe in Stetson Bennett. They wanted JT Daniels to start. And let me tell you, if Georgia loses this game, we will not hear the end of it about Stetson Bennett starting over JT Daniels. But I have Michigan winning that game. After that, I'm going to go out with some more friends, Desiree and her people, and we're going to go to Eastside Bistro in Avalon Park. We're going to enjoy the night there, ring in the new year. I'll probably have like one beer out there because I'm going to have a couple beers at Mark's house. I'm not trying to spend a lot of money tomorrow either, so I'll have like, I don't think I'll have a beer when I go out with Kylie. I don't know, maybe. If the day is going to be so far spread out, I don't think I'm going to hold myself to a three-beer limit for the whole day tomorrow. But I'm not going to get too crazy with it. Definitely like one beer at Eastside Bistro. Then I think I'm going to hit up a house party with uh, Jarvez's people after that. And I'll wind my night down. I'll go to my mom's house and sleep because I'm not driving all the way back to where I live. And look at me, man. I'm already at 35 minutes for this episode. I did not expect to do this much. Okay, real quick before I end, let's just talk about, like, let's recap my year and what I'm looking forward to goals in the new year. So. Like I've said on many episodes, this has been a up and down year. I've had some trying times personally, emotionally, mentally. I've had some good times. It started out pretty good. Like I was living life. I was wilding out. I was going on a lot of dates, talking to a lot of women. Like it was just fun. Then I kind of got bored of the whole dating scene. And I was like, I started learning about investing. And then that kind of took my attention away from dating. So I was like, you know what? Let me focus more on investing now. And then ever since then, I've kind of been more focused, more razor sharp on like goals and how much money I'm trying to save and build and all that. And I I just, I feel like I'm going into this year with a lot of momentum. I've said it before, but I just feel really good about this year and where I'm headed. I feel like this is the first time I'm going into a year in like probably the last few years where I have a sense of direction, whereas I didn't have that before. Last year, I'd had no direction. The year before that, the pandemic, I had no direction. So I'm finally going into a year with some direction of what I need to do. Like if I get some money, where, where it needs to go, how to grow it. Like I just know different things I didn't know in the past. And I think it's going to help me going forward. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm, the reason I'm staying off social media until March is because I like where I'm going. And I want to continue it and just go into this year a little more focused Cause I'm still not where I need to be. Like I'm still not reading books. Like I want to read them. Uh, I have a whole bunch of books that I still need to read. So I'm just hoping to go into this year a little bit more focused and get, get some of that stuff implemented into my schedule and be more um, diligent and get, you know, with all the hours in the day, make sure I'm allocating them properly. Whereas right now I feel like I spend, I still spend too much time on my phone, whether it's reading news articles, texting friends, group chats, even though I'm not on social media, I'm still on my phone a lot. So I, I need to fall back from the phone, which I will. Also, I like to start my year off with no social media. Like I don't do social media, whether I was taking a, a year break or not. I always start the year off. No social media, no alcohol. I guess they call it dry January now, but I've been doing it for a while. So I just go into the year laser sharp focus. That's why I kind of enjoy this last week or so of the, of the old year. Because when the new year comes, I'm just going into it focused. Like, 
I get off social. I don't drink. I can still have sex if I want to, but I probably won't because I'm not even really entertaining any women. I'm just really chilling. So I feel like I'm going to be really focused this year and I'm going to take it to another level than what I even thought was possible. And I'm just very excited to see where my future goes because I just feel like I am on the right path. Um, God is, is behind me. God is good all the time, even in the bad times. So hopefully this year is just going to be a great year for me and not only me, but all my friends and family and in the world. I, I just want to see the world better, too, because we have so much going on in this world, so much violence, so much negativity. So hopefully everybody can get their minds right, get right spiritually, mentally, physically. And we can all just make that next jump together because my goal is always whatever information I gather or get, I always want to come back and bring it back to everybody. So the investing information I get, just life information, I always come back and share it with you guys. I'm not the type that's going to try to charge you for a book or for Patreon or none of that. Like I'm, I always want to give the game for free. I know um, Wallow and Gilly have the million dollars worth of game podcast. And I, I kind of see myself as something like that where I just, I want to give whatever game I learned back to all my friends, people I don't know. That's why anybody can listen to this podcast. You just search Jared Lawrence wherever you get your podcast and it'll pop up. But anything I learned, I'm coming back. I'm bringing it back to you guys because I want us all to be successful, especially as black people, people of color. I know we've been set back like we're starting from behind. So whatever um, help we can get to kind of catch up to the rest of the world is very, very big. So, you know, me. If I know it, you're going to know it. I've, I've fallen back a little bit on giving the stocks tips just because I'm not, I'm not as comfortable giving that information out right now just because the market is so up and down. So I don't want to tell you to go buy something. You buy it for one price. Maybe you buy it for $10 a share and then you come back Monday and it's $5. So I really am like, look, I'm not going to say too much about like stocks and go buy that. But like I said, going into New Year, I do want to give people more of a mindset on what you need to do if you want to buy a stock, like how you need to be thinking about that stock and researching it. So I think we'll focus up more on that going into the new year, but the stock market is rough right now. It's rough. And I think it's going to stay rough as long as this coronavirus is going on, all these new variants. I've watched a lot of people on YouTube and everybody's pretty much saying that the market will probably be down until about March or April. So I think going into the into January, you probably still got time if you want to buy stuff, even February. I wouldn't really rush to buy anything right now. I don't think there's anything you have to buy right now. I think if it's at a price right now, it'll probably be at that same price. So maybe a little bit higher, maybe a little lower January, February. So I'll just tell everybody, hold off on like impulse buying right now. That's the biggest uh, advice I can give to you when it comes to stocks. Let's all come back, reassess and address it together in 2022. I think I've wrapped up everything I want to talk about. Said I wanted to keep this podcast short. I'm gonna end it with Young Dolph. Rest in peace to Young Dolph. I'm still gonna do a Young Dolph appreciation sometime in January. Also gonna do a Mac Miller appreciation. Like I said, that'll be on his birthday. I think his birthday is January 16th or 18th. So I will definitely do a Mac Miller appreciation on his actual birthday. I didn't want to do it on the day of his death. It's actually January 19th. He was born January 19th, 1992. So. That day, you can come back and look here. We will do a Mac Miller appreciation. I have a lot of Mac Miller. Um, I actually just bought a brand new memory card for my phone with all my music because the other one messed up. So I had to buy like a new one. That, this one's like 500 gigs now. So I could put everything on there, but I have a lot of Mac Miller. So I'm looking forward to doing that one. That DMX and Black Rob went like two and a half hours. I don't know how long my Mac Miller episode will go. 
it just depends on how much Mac Miller I want to play for you guys. But um, come back on the 19th. Look out for that. The Young Dolph one will probably be after that. But we definitely want to show respect to all the legends that we've lost, especially ones that are favorites of mine. And Mike told me he likes when I do the music episodes, so I'll probably implement a few more music episodes in the new year. Other than that, I just want to say everybody have a happy new year. I want everybody to return a live in 2022. Go listen to that Macklemore song because it's a really good inspiration. And we're going to end it. Like I said, we will end it with uh, Young Dolph. This song is called While You Here. So he's basically, it's kind of sad because he's talking about, I guess, being when you when you leave the earth and everything. And then it's kind of ironic that it happened, but it's a very uh, thoughtful song, too. And the stuff he's talking about still resonates in this world today. So I would encourage everybody, go listen to some Young Dolph. Go stream Young Dolph's music. Go stream Mac Miller's music. Uh, the families are still making money. They're still eating off of that. So it's always important to show some support to that. But we'll end it with Young Dolph. While you're here, keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. Just want to do a quick episode. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll return in 2022. And let's all plan to make it to the top together. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for real life, though. Grandma Collie told me that she need a new car. I got you, Said she heard that her grandson is a superstar. <laughs> Mama said, don't worry, she's sick, but she good, though. Damn. Mom and dad are in the suburbs, but they hood, though. Yeah. My little brother locked up just for trying to get some paper. Shit. But I can't blame him because his big brother paper chaser. Keep some money on his books, man. That young nigga straight. He said he don't want no visions. That young nigga ate. My best friend mama getting sick about a day. Council took over her body, got her all in pain. My homie going through it, I see it all in his face. Now everybody bow your head. It's time to pray. Tell your mama you love her while she here. Pops that you love him while he here. Real. Tell your homeboy you love him while he here. Real. One day you hear this, day you gone. Hey. For real. Hey. Hey. It's that time of the year. It's a lot of shit going on around here. Hey. Tell your bitch that you love her while you here. Yeah. If it wasn't for her, would your kids be here? Sometimes I just sit back and think. All the time. Do I think too hard or do I think enough? Everything that I do, I got a son watching now Damn. I got nephews and little cousins that look up to me Damn. Yeah, I made it up out them streets, nigga, luckily Only if you knew what I been through Mama stressing out cause the rent due yeah. Went to grandma grave and told her I miss you, I miss you. It's hard to stay focused out here living in hell yeah. The only way to get ahead is if you catching sales yeah. You got niggas out here every day catching shells This real life shit right here, no fairy tale